1: This is the Adulting with ADHD podcast, self-empowerment for people with ADHD. Hi everyone, this is the last. In a handful of episodes I've been doing this fall in a new format, a new solo format. As you can tell, um, it's me capturing a current event and how it applies to us adults with ADHD. Continuing with that, today I'm going to take a look at the drug shortage, the stimulant shortage right now. For those who are going through this, I am so sorry. I do take Concerta and I know that's one of them that is in a short supply, but I don't use my medicine as often as I should. So I haven't struggled with shortages, but I probably would if I would actually follow my doctor's instructions and take my medicine reminder that all my older episodes are on Patreon. I think over Christmas break, I want to think about ways to build on my Patreon because I do miss the community I used to have. If you have any feedback, my email is contact at If you at all like what you're listening to, if I'm helping you at all, please share the show with a friend. Please go Review this on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, let's get into it. The stimulant shortage. Before I get started, I just want to share some of the resources I used for this article. The first resource is a Bloomberg article, Understanding Why Adderall Shortages Are Shrouded in Mystery. The other article is called... It's from The Conversation, and it's titled, More Adults Than Ever Have Been Seeking ADHD Medications. An ADHD Expert Explains What Could Be Driving the Trend. And then the third article I used for my research was an NBC News report. The ADHD medication shortage is getting worse. What went wrong? All right. So with that, let's get into it. Alrighty. The shortage of ADHD medications that began in late 2022 is expected to last at least through the end of this year. Stimulants such as Adderall, Vyvanse, Concerta, and Focalin remain in short supply, making it difficult for patients to fill their prescriptions and manage their symptoms. Dr. Sarah Shayette, a pediatric neurologist who was previously on this show, summed up the situation to NBC. Like many crises, a lot of factors all came together to create a perfect storm. This is unbelievably unprecedented. The shortage has been attributed to a number of factors, including increased demand during the COVID-19 pandemic, manufacturing delays, and supply chain disruptions. The Drug Enforcement Administration has also played a role in the shortage by setting quotas on the amount of amphetamine, the key ingredient in ADHD medications, that manufacturers can produce each year. Let's look at Each of these causes a little bit deeper. All right. The first one is increased demand during the pandemic. Increased demand during the pandemic is commonly discussed as one of the main factors contributing to the stimulant shortage. There are a few explanations for this. The first one is increased stress and anxiety. So the pandemic caused a lot of stress and anxiety for all of us, and that can exasperate ADHD symptoms, making them more difficult to manage. Um, the other thing was changes in routine the pandemic led to major disruptions in people's routines this can be especially challenging for people with adhd who rely on structure and predictability to function well hello that's me Um, and then increased screen time many people spent more time on screens during the pandemic for both work and play this can lead to problems with focus and attention especially for children and adolescents with adhd And then the fourth one, which has been making a lot of headlines, is telehealth. Telehealth appointments became much more common during the pandemic, making it easier for people to access mental health care. This may have led to more people being diagnosed with ADHD and prescribed medication. Raise your hand if you were diagnosed during the pandemic. I I know a lot of people were. Researchers are standing by for more information, including Margaret Sibley, Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the School of Medicine at the University of Washington on the conversation. She writes of the uncertainty regarding the trends on ADHD medication prescribing for adults. Researchers are awaiting the release of the CDC's 2022 and 2023 stimulant prescription data to determine whether the 2021 surge in adult prescriptions and high ADHD medication demand will persist. If the trends remain consistent, it could indicate improved access to care for those previously underserved. Conversely, a return to pre-pandemic prescription levels might suggest that COVID-19 related factors temporarily increase the demand for ADHD treatments. So that's the first piece of it. I know anecdotally, it just feels like a lot of people got um, diagnosed during the pandemic. And certainly I could see why. And I, th- I think it's interesting that the experts are waiting for the statistical analysis to catch up. I thought this was a foregone conclusion. So that that's really interesting to me. Additionally, the pandemic caused significant supply chain disruptions around the world. Factories were shut down, workers were sick, and transportation networks were disrupted. This made it difficult for manufacturers to produce goods and for retailers to get those goods on their shelves. The raw materials needed to produce ADHD medications are often sourced from overseas, and the pandemic made it difficult to transport those materials to manufacturing facilities. Some ADHD medication manufacturers have experienced labor shortages. Here are some examples of how the pandemic has caused supply chain disruptions. Factory shutdowns. Some ADHD medication manufacturing facilities were forced to shut down due to COVID-19 outbreaks among their workers. Labor shortages. Um, These manufacturers struggled to find and retain workers. Due to the pandemic, Transportation disruptions. The pandemic disrupted global shipping and transportation networks, making it difficult to transport raw materials and finished products. And then there's the increasing demand for shipping containers. There was a surge of demand um, because of the pandemic, and it's just made it more difficult and more expensive to transport really anything. And the ports were congested. The ports around the world experience congestion due to the increased demand for shipping containers and other factors. The future is a hefty responsibility
0: and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at hastyrenew.com.
1: So that's door number two. The third thing is the DEA quota on amphetamine, which is actually a really controversial subject. Let's get into it. So meanwhile, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, sets annual quotas on the production of amphetamine, the key ingredient in ADHD meds. These quotas are intended to ensure that there is enough amphetamine to meet the legitimate medical and scientific needs of the United States, while also preventing diversion for illegal purposes. In recent years, the DEA has set quotas on amphetamine that are lower than the estimated demand for legitimate purposes. This has contributed to the current shortage of ADHD medications. The DEA is working with the FDA to address the ADHD medication shortage, but emphasizes its commitment to public safety through quotas that prevent drug diversion. Critics believe the DEA's amphetamine quotas are overly restrictive, causing hardships for ADHD patients and urging more consideration for patient needs. In response, the DEA is looking into increasing the availability of generic ADHD medications and will annually review and adjust its amphetamine quotas. So here's the beef. A February issue of the Bloomberg newsletter prognosis highlighted the Adderall shortage and its potential link to DEA quotas. While the DEA allocates annual production quotas for controlled substances like Adderall based on the FDA's estimated needs, there's ambiguity in quota distribution among manufacturers and whether these quotas contribute to the shortages. The lack of transparent communication between government agencies and pharmaceutical companies makes it challenging to pinpoint the root cause of the medication shortage. The shortage has had a significant impact on families and patients. A recent peek at the ADHD women's subreddit captures a heartbreak and frustrations in patients, if not a little humor as well here and there. Many patients had to switch to different medications, which can cause side effects and disrupt their treatment plans. Others have had to ration their medications or go without altogether. This can lead to a decline in academic performance, work productivity, and overall quality of life. The DEA and Food and Drug Administration have taken steps to address the shortage, but it is unclear when it will be resolved. In the meantime, patients and families are urged to work with their doctors to find the best way to manage their ADHD symptoms. Let's face it, this is bad any way you cut it. Patients aren't getting the treatment they need, and in many cases, they're facing stigma for even trying. With that said... If you're struggling to fill your prescription for ADHD medication, there are a few things you can do. Um, as earlier mentioned, you can talk to your doctor about switching to a different medication that maybe is more readily available. You can ask your doctor about non-stimulant medications um, such as Stratera or in, in Tunaviv. And the next one is consider a generic version of your medication if, if available. Contact a manufacturer of your medication to see if they have any information about when supplies will be replenished. Check with your local pharmacy to see if they have any suggestions for how to obtain your medication. The future is a hefty responsibility
0: and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at com.
1: If there are any nuances I missed or if there's any advice you can add to the advice here given, please write in. Please let us know. I'll pass it along. Thank you so much. And again, I'm so sorry for anyone who's dealing with this stuff. And until next time, happy adulting. Oh, that doesn't even sound like a good tagline today, does it? I just don't, I don't feel like I can end the episode on that note. I'm so bummed out now. Okay, before we go, let's see. I've been working on some personal, and they're humorous. And maybe I'll just share one, just lift things up a little here. Okay. So the one I started is called Risotto. Let's see if it's on here. Let's see if I can find it. Risotto. Oh my God, it's like three paragraphs, but all right, we'll do it. It was a kitchen for serious people, for sure. Everything in its correct place. A magnetic wall where dozens of spice canisters stood at the ready. All manner of bowls and utensils artfully arranged wall to wall. Mushrooms sourced from a market earlier that day. My typical lunch is ramen with a hard-boiled egg on top. Not trendy ramen, college ramen. The kind you stop eating once you know better. I struggle with executive function and have a complex relationship with domesticity. Those are other essays for other days. On this particular day, I am making risotto. All right, so that was the beginning. It's going to be like dark and humorous. And it's a whole story about how I healed my relationship with cooking. Because of a cooking class I had to go to as a team building activity. And I left completely obsessed with risotto. And now my six-year-old asks for it once a week. It's just like a heart heartwarming story i'm working on about um, people who might have a sore spot with like kitchen stuff and a feel good kind of you're not alone go get 'em kind of thing oh so on that note now i feel like i can say yeah i hope you have a wonderful week i hope these shows are helping i hope everyone is um getting through it's a hard time now and i'm hoping this podcast is a ray of light. Maybe it's educational. Maybe you feel less alone when you listen to it. For whatever reason, I'm just glad you're here and I'm glad I can help. Hope I'm helping. If I'm not, let me know how I can. (laughs) Until next time, happy adulting.